Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Thank you, Brother Richardson, for that wonderful expression that you gave to us. Uh, didn't say much about Taiwan. I wanted to tell him, I said, probably the majority of those that sit here have clothes made in Taiwan. Thank you all for clothing us, sis. And um, they, they do look nice on us. Us Americans like them. And, uh, but thank you. I know they have a great burden. Um, they're here. They were scheduled. And then the revival got scheduled. But we thank you for that. Your spirit, sis. Thank you for your spirit. There are many items out front that they would love to clear off those tables so they don't have to take them to General Conference and, uh, and sell them there. Uh, Sister Holland, I want you to come, and uh, I know it's uh, a quarter to 12, and we'll let you out of here by 12 o'clock, before 12 o'clock p.m., a.m., I'm sorry, a.m., but, uh, but, uh, but for 41 years, the Lord has put us together and did some remarkable things. I have taken this lady all over the world, and uh, she has followed graciously most of the time. And uh, pastored three churches, traveled for 15 years with me, and uh, we have just done the work of God all those years. For 39 years of the 41, we traveled. Uh, the last 10 years have been very challenging years in her life, and God has continued to show his miraculous power and authority. It started back when our third child was born, really our first child. I told you about that last week. But she has a testimony, and we'll give her just a, uh, use, uh, five minutes. Can you use this watch and do five minutes? Is that, is that good? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just have to tell you. I'm just kidding. But she's got a great testimony of what God did for her, and then we're going to talk about deliverance in the name of the Lord. Can we give Sister Holland a hand? Thank you. I just want to, uh, first of all, tell Brother and Sister Murphy how we've totally enjoyed their prophet's chamber that they've built in their house. And uh, I've been just blessing it because it's blessed me. And so uh, I want to thank them for that, for this church. And uh, I'm so glad to get to see my teenage friend, Sister Kathy. She was Kathy Gaines back then. I think she's a Yoder now. But uh, we go way back and ran up the roads and visited churches and looked at boys. And we did a lot of things. <laughs> but we had a great time. It was all good. But I want to just share with you, um, oh, let me just make this statement. There's no way I can tell you everything that God has done in my life. But, uh, and this has been going over in my mind so much. All we have to do is share our testimony. Each of you have a testimony. You don't have to do, you don't have to know the Bible back and forth. You don't have to know all the scriptures. Just share your personal story. God has given each of you your story. And all I want to do is just give you a little bit of my story. You cannot, Brother Holly cannot preach the things that he preaches nor promote in you because he, his faith promotes your faith. And your faith unites and you have greater faith. He can't do all that without experiencing the things that he preaches about. Now, he's not going to tell you his whole story. You know, it's, he, he can't do that. And uh, so he can't tell you every miracle that he's done in his life. But um, God's done, I could just, I mean, it just, the list goes on and on and on. And if you will allow God, your list will go on and on and on. But in the last, um, I guess, 12, 12 years ago, we were living life just like everybody, ups and downs, 
doing things. And uh, I am I am the sound sleeper. I can get into a sound sleep. I can fall asleep. And I don't remember laying my head on the pillow. In the midst of laying back, I can be asleep. And so when our kids came along, he would poke me and said, the baby's awake. <laughs> you know, I got the elbow. So I would get up and take care. So you have to realize that's, that's the way I am. So at 2 o'clock in the morning, it's a major, major deal if I'm going to get awake. So at 2 o'clock in the morning, I wake up, and I'm thinking, oh, my Lord, is this that heartburn he talks about? I've never had a heartburn. I don't know what indigestion is. That just didn't happen. Uh, that, that wasn't a part of my schedule or my life. So he's always eating these tums and talking about heartburns and all this stomach stuff. You know, I don't know. He said, you just got it from your daddy. So I think, man, I wonder if this is that heartburn that he talks about. I'm I'm thinking, what did I eat? What did I eat? What did I eat? I can't remember. So I get up, and I go to his little stash, and I get me a couple of those Tums, and I put them in my mouth, and I go crawl back in bed. And I'm thinking, oh, I don't ever want one of these again. So uh, I wake up again, and by this time, his Tums, this has been five minutes or less. I go sound asleep again. Within five minutes, I'm awake. And I poke him, and I said, Okay, wake up. you got to pray for me. I can't sleep. If I can't sleep, you don't sleep. My, <laughs> my chest, yeah, I said, something is wrong. I said, maybe this is that heartburn you talked about, you know. I said, pray for me. Okay, this is about 2 o'clock. This great man of God throws his arm over and he says, Oh, God, you see that she's not feeling good. You just touch her and let everything be okay. And <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Uh, this is, you know, we have to be real people. This is just life, you know. That's just what we do. Who wants to wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and hear about some ache or pain your wife or your husband's got? That's not your, on your agenda. So I go back to sleep. Another three to five minutes. I wake, I wake up again, and I sit up in the bed, and I said, you know, Jerry, I just don't. I poked him again. You know, I said, Jerry, I just don't really feel good. I said, I'm going to go in there and sit in your recliner because I knew that that's what he does when he don't feel good. That recliner makes him sleep. He does good in that recliner. So uh, he breaks them down. We buy new ones. He, he loves that recliner. So I go in there. Well, he knew. He knew when I woke up and I got up, it wasn't good. So he comes in there and he says, what's wrong with you? And I said, I don't know. And about that time, that pain hit my... Uh, hit my jaw, and uh, then it hit my arms, and it went down to my elbows. I could feel it. It went to my elbows, and then it went to my hands, and I had no strength in my hands. By that time, he's done got our son up, and he's brought him down. He said, something's wrong with your mom. And it was his quick thinking that saved. Well, God saved my life, but he saved my life too. And so he calls 911, and he says, you know, you come out to my house, I don't know what's wrong with my wife. Don't turn your sirens on. He said, that'll wake the neighbors and scare the neighbors. Just get to my house. Well, needless to say, they load me up. They get me. Um, they're taking me to the hospital. They have him drive. And I just knew something was wrong. 
had no earthly clue it was a heart attack. You don't think you're having a heart attack in your early 40s. You don't think about that. That doesn't happen to you. That happens to somebody else. And I remember getting into the ER room, and as I was laying there and they're working on me, I just knew it wasn't good. And I began to, I literally began to tell my family goodbye. You know, God and I are having this conversation, and, and I thought, well, we have three sons. Jeremy's married. He's got a lovely little wife. He'll be okay. Jason will be, he's getting married. He'll be okay. Uh, Jerry will really miss me. I'm telling him bye. He'll really miss me. But he'll find, there's always somebody. He'll find somebody, and he'll be happy again. And then I got to my teenage son that had, Justin was 12, and I said, God, there is nobody in the world, no woman in the world that will love a teenage boy. Can you please just let me stay till he's 18? Because nobody will love him. I mean, he's a teenager. You don't love teenagers. And so, you know, he just, and it was just, I could feel myself above my body, looking at my body, but there is, a, and I want to, I'm going to say it real fast, there's a great, there was a great light, and I was drawn to that great light. And Kathy, there was, it was beautiful. We see colors, but these colors sparkle there. These colors shine there. Your face is, you just glow there. And it is, the wonderful feeling is peace. We can't express it here. But there is such a peace there. And that's what you have to look forward to. So if you'll just, in this deliverance for you, God will deliver you. Brother Richards, he will deliver you. We get a taste of what peace is. We get a taste of what joy is. But when you get there, it is unimaginable, unexplainable, unexpressible, but it's there. So wherever you are in life, find it. Lord bless you. Which, what about... You're going to have to come help me. What else you want me to tell? <laughs> I'm trying to give you plenty of time. Well, you saw this light and God brought you back. So and he did. And he did. He did bring her back. Can we stand together? Let's thank God for that. I don't want to accidentally say that I don't want to take your time. You need this. I need Hold on a minute. Hey, hey. Well, then, some, and then about two years ago, come here, babe. About two years ago, we were um, in a, at Youth Congress two years ago this August, and there's like 17,000 people that were there at that service. And she was feeling bad, and the, head, the, the neck started turning, the jaw started turning, and I said, what's wrong? She said, I think... I'm having a heart attack. And so we, we reached around to, to, to pray for her, and she just looked up at me, and she said, I love you, bye. And she slumped down the seat, and like she was dead, Brother Daryl Johns was there, and Brother Coran was near us, and they started praying. And Brother Daryl Johns told me later upstairs, he said, I looked at my wife, he said, I know Sister Holland's dead. I know she was. And so they care, literally carried her out all the way, probably 30 steps. They four men literally carried her up, got her back in the room, and they would not let me come in. 
and they kept saying, we, we, we got to get her back. We got to get her back. And, and so they tell me later that they're shocking her. They're sticking needles in her, trying to recharge the heart and get her back. And so we're on the way to the hospital, and I'm up front in the ambulance, and I'm saying, God, we just can't do this. You can't take her. I need her too much. And we got to the hospital, and nothing could they find. They did a heart cath, and they never could find anything. We had one more case of this a year ago in Bogalusa. She'd helped me pray for people. She never has done that. And I said, help me pray for people. We prayed for people. And the Lord began to heal people instantly. And we got through. She had another spill. We rushed her to the hospital uh, there in um, uh, near Covington at the heart hospital. And uh, she stayed there three days. They couldn't find. She told me the other day, she said, honey, I haven't had a spell in a year. And we are so thankful that it's been one year since we've had the spell. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I, and I know that it's 12, and I know you don't get out at 12, but uh, we, have, we felt last night that God was going to do a tremendous deliverance in the service today. Uh, it doesn't matter where you are and what condition you're in. The Lord is here to help us. So if you could, in just the next 15 minutes or so, if you could just program your mind and let your faith become very sensitive to the Holy Ghost, and what you need the Lord to do. In Luke chapter 4, in verse 14, and Pastor, uh, I've tried to say it every night, thank you and, and, and Sister Murphy so much. Uh, your family, what a great family you've got. What great staff you've got here. What a great church. And uh, we, we just cannot express to you how wonderful that your family is. And this church family, I know you love Brother and Sister Murphy. I know you do. And we're looking forward to being back here at a, at a later at a later time. Luke 4 and 14, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. And he taught in the synagogues, at being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had Opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. God, I thank you today, the next few minutes, that you are going to put a capstone on everything that's been said and done here the last three weekends. You today, Lord, have set in order some things that, that, that families and individuals have been set against them. I thank you that there be unprecedented deliverance in this house. Things that individuals have fought against for many years. Even things that they had given over to and said, this is the way that life is. I thank you that you now are going to show yourself mighty unto them whose hearts are perfect toward you. We magnify you and praise you and glorify you for it. Would somebody clap your hands and say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God bless you. You may be seated. All things are possible through the name of Jesus. 
God hath highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name. There is power. Somebody say power. There is power to overcome everything in the world through the name of Jesus Christ. His word can never fail. The writer said it is forever settled in heaven. It's, somebody say, it's settled. It, it's settled. It's done. And so God can work mightily when you have a persistence in believing him in spite of the circumstances and through the human standpoint. I know that God lets hard things come into our life because the hard things give God a chance to get more glory when he manifests his power. You know how that you actively praise God when something magnanimous and wonderfully happens that's a little bit beyond the norm. You know how that there's more excitement. You thank God and he touches something small, but when God manifests himself mightily and magnificently, there comes this surge of praise and power that comes from your mouth and edifying him for the things that he's done. It's the hard places. Somebody say hard places. We, we've all been through some hard places within our lives. It's the hard places that lifts us up to the grace of God. This morning, Satan's intent is to distract you and to disturb you and to keep you from your deliverance. He wants you to learn to live misguided. He wants you to learn to live abused and used. He wants you to adjust to everything in your life as though that that's the way that life has to end. But may I say to you that the enemy's trying to do three things to us, and that's kill, that is steal, and destroy anything that happens in your life anything that goes awry you have to understand that only the good things come from God every good and every perfect thing comes from above from the father of lights in whom there is no variableness nor shadow of turning if it's not good it didn't come from God because God only gives the good things if there's some things going on in your life this afternoon please realize that God is still in all control but the enemy the enemy that's in me sometime the enemy that's in me can provoke me to doubt it can provoke me to frustration it can provoke you to where you do not feel as though that there can ever be a deliverance Satan wants to kill every good thing in you he wants to steal every bit of your joy your peace he wants to steal your family away from you he wants to steal the desire away from you he wants to steal the edge of the Holy Ghost from you if Satan can he will steal family members he'll steal whatever he can and he don't want to have to ever give it back but I do know on this Sunday afternoon October the 2nd that the enemy is going to have to relinquish back something that he took from us he's going to have to say God I'm going to have to give it back because there's no power like the power
power of Jesus Christ when he said all power in heaven and in earth belongs to me. He's going to have to give it back. I wish somebody would turn to someone and say I'm about to get something back in this service this afternoon. I'm about to get something back. 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 I'm about to get it back. I don't know why in the world that we let the enemy move in our lives so easy as we do. I don't know why we give up so easily. Why in the world are we intimidated and so tentative when things of the enemy come against us the way that it does? Why in the world are we not more, uh, more uh, persistent when it comes to our salvation? Why are we not more persistent when it comes to the joy and the peace and the Holy Ghost he wants to give us? Why do we let the devil rape and ravage just like we do? Why do we let our smiles turn to frown and our joy turn to mourning? Why do we let the enemy so take our minds and let them be a target and we do nothing about it? Why do we let the enemy tell us, I can't do that, I can't be that, I'll never overcome that? Why do you look in the mirror and tell yourself, I'm not that, and I'm not that, I can't be that for God? Why don't we walk in the church one Sunday afternoon, October the 2nd, and say I'm not what they say I am and I'm not going to wind up the way they say I'm going to wind up and I'm not going to suffer the way they say I'm going to suffer and I'm not going to go the way they say I'm going to go there's a deliverance this afternoon for somebody that will say it's the power of the name of Jesus and I take back and I take back and I take back what the enemy stole from me somebody said I'm going to take it back I'm going to take it back I'm going to take it back he wants to disturb. He wants to try to take your family and your finances. You're either going to accept the challenge that I bring to you this afternoon or you're going to be brought under the power of the will of the enemy. Because the Bible says, Pastor, that we are taken captive by his will. We are taken captive by his will. If you do nothing, that is doing something. If you don't arise this afternoon and do something about it, that's as though that you don't want to do something about it. I've got to leave this church with something. I love this church. I have such an affinity with your pastor and his wife and the staff that I want to leave this afternoon you with something. I don't want to leave you in your misery. I don't want to leave you in the muck of your mire. I don't want to leave you going home today and say what's it going to be like? We had three weeks and I did not get what I needed. I want to somehow pull you out and pull you up and say my family is not going down. My marriage is not going to be dismissed. My kids are not going to hell. I'm not losing my mind. I'm not losing my job. I got to have a deliverance. 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 I got to have. I got to get some deliverance in my life. I don't want to be the way that I am. I need some deliverance. When that mother brought her daughter to me a few years ago in West Virginia, and I looked at that couple, 
and she said, Brother Holland, would you please pray for my daughter? She is so miserable. She cannot sleep at night. The abuse that she had done to her. I did not know that she was being sexually abused for the last four years. I did not know what was going on in my house. Would you please pray? Because now she's waking up in the middle of the night and she's screaming out. And I don't know. She said she sees all kinds of faces. She feels all kinds of spirits. It's as though that something's trying to strangle her. Would you please pray? I don't want to see my daughter tormented the way that she is right now the rest of her life. Let me tell you, fear had torment and the enemy would like to torment everybody in this building. He would like to tell you you're not coming out of something. He would like to tell you it was your fault for where you are. It's your fault for what was going on in your life and he wants you to live succumbed and subdued. He wants to leave you, leave you oppressed and depressed but there is a God that is able on this afternoon to snatch you out of that and to give you back the hope and to give you back the love and to give you back the peace and give you back the joy. He wants to deliver you from everything that's gone on in your life, in your past. He wants to deliver you. And I said in the name of Jesus. Somebody say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There's no name like that name. Through faith in his name. How he exalted and given him a name. Let me tell you. You ought to keep the name of Jesus. So close to your lips. You ought to keep it so fresh in your heart. That when you're going through something. You say Jesus. Jesus. I don't like people just, just randomly using. I don't like people around. Go, oh Jesus. 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 Honey I want you to know. There's no name powerful. Than the name of Jesus. When you say Jesus. You said it all. When you say Jesus. You bring all the power down to your lips when you say Jesus. I said, young lady, just say Jesus. And you could tell very timidly she was trying to say Jesus. She was trying to speak it out to her best. But you could tell the devil did not want her saying Jesus. Let me tell you, the devil, he can shut your mouth. He'll shut everything else in your life because he knows the power of life and death is in your tongue and if he could shut down the name of Jesus let me tell you there's a name of Jesus when you're riding the church you want to say Jesus we love you you want to say Jesus we magnify you you fathers ought to come to the house of God and before you walk in there Jesus we thank you for my family you want to sit down at your meal this afternoon and say come on kids let's say Jesus you want to say Jesus because hell will challenge your family and hell will try to bend you out of shape and hell will disturb everything you let him disturb but pastor we have to pull some people out of hell today we gotta pull some families out of the divorce mentality we've gotta pull some people away from what the devil's trying to do to them we gotta pull some young people out and say devil you're not gonna destroy their life they're not gonna lose their virginity they're not gonna be an addict by the time they're 16 they're not gonna let their life be destroyed Jesus, Jesus, we need a deliverance here today. We need a deliverance here today. I'm not going to give in to it. I'm not going to relinquish it. I'm going to get hold of the Lord. I'm going to have a deliverance. I'm going to have a deliverance. I'm going to have a deliverance. I'm going to have. I'm going to have a deliverance in my life today. I'm going to have a deliverance in my life today. And I watched that young lady. Oh, God, there's something in this house. He's trying to help you. He's trying to get you out of this. He's trying to save you. He's trying to bring you through this. 
And I watched the Lord save that young lady. I watched her as you could almost see something just fall off of her. Her hands go up and a smile. learn not to give over to the devil if you don't challenge the devil he'll destroy you if you don't challenge the devil he will destroy you do you hear me you can't sit passively by and let him take you piece by piece and limb by limb honey if he gets a if he gets a toe hold he'll make it a stronghold that's why the Bible said don't give place to the devil don't you do that if the devil says shut up you lift your voice say hallelujah if the devil says don't go to church devil I'm going to the house of God, if I got to borrow a ride, if I got to borrow gas money, I'm getting to the house of God. You're not keeping me from my family. You're not keeping me from the place that I'm to grow. Honey, you better challenge the devil. He'll destroy your mind. You won't have a family. You won't have any finances. You won't have any joy. You better stand up every once in a while and you better flex your spiritual muscles and say, devil, I'm taking it back. You do not have me. I can't speak in tongues. I can speak in tongues. I can dance. I can magnify the Lord. You don't have my feet. You don't have my legs. You don't have my voice. I accept the challenge that you give me today. I accept it. I accept it. I accept the challenge of the enemy. I accept it. I accept it. If you don't do something, if you don't do something, I wish you looked at somebody today and say, if you don't do something. There you go. That's all I wanted to do. If you don't do something. If you leave life as it is, it's not getting better. If you think sitting around is going to make it better. If you think going by and something is going to make it better. If you think another relationship is going to make it better. If you think change of friendship is going to make it better. If you think change of church is going to make it better. It ain't going to make it better. The only thing, you've got to understand what the devil's out to do. He's out to destroy you. He's out to keep you so mixed up and messed up. He's so trying to confuse us. And honey, there's people that are letting the devil confuse them. My God, that's what I said, Pastor Murphy. If I, were, if I was close to this church, I'd come here. Why? Because there's no better people. There's no two people that I've been around that has any more passion and any more burn for a church that Pastor Sister Murphy does. There's no two people that I'd want to put my soul in their hands because I know carefully they're going to walk with God. I've been in their house. When I walk in their house the presence of the Lord is there. They don't gum about people. They don't talk about people. They don't run people down. They don't damn people. There's a love of God. Let me tell you the enemy would like to try to force you into some kind of confusion but devil I'm not going to let you do that to me. I'm not letting you take me away from this church. I'm not letting you take me away from my roots. I'm not letting you take me away from the Holy Ghost power that's in this house. I'm going to give myself to the Lord. And some of you today have got to realize I'm in a place where the Holy Ghost is. I'm in a church where there's deliverance. I'm in a place where I can be fed. I'm in a place where the miracles can happen. I'm in a place where my kids can grow. I'm in a place oh hallelujah. The deliverance is in this house. Deliverance. Lift your hands and give praise unto the Lord. Would you do that right now? Would you give praise to the Lord Jesus? Jesus, there's deliverance in this house. 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 When she walked up to me in that same revival, I'm going to pray over you kids right now. Jesus, 
every conflicting, every conflicting spirit, every damnable presence of hell, every enemy is attacked upon these young people. I thank you, Jesus, that you're greater. It doesn't matter if their family's living for you or not. There's a power of you that's greater. There's something that can be disturbed in their spirit. There's something that the Holy Ghost can so overwhelm them with at this moment that no matter what their families do or do not do, they're going to have such a strong conviction in their hearts. It doesn't matter what they're tempted by. It doesn't matter who does what. It doesn't matter who says what. They're going to have such a strong commitment to you. It doesn't matter how much they're trying to be taken away, how much they're trying to be forced to become worldly. It doesn't matter what the other people say in their school. It doesn't matter what their families are trying to tell them to become. I thank you that in this place today, they're going to get delivered from the opinions of others. They're going to get delivered from what people expect out of them. They're going to get delivered and they're going to get such a strong commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ that they'll be their own. They'll worship you on their own. They'll love you on their own. They'll shout for you on their own. They're going to have a... I thank you, Jesus, for delivering our young people from the powers and the spirit of a world that will condemn them and damn them and use them and abuse them and destroy them. I thank you, Jesus, for the delivering hand of the Lord that's upon them. Would you clap your hands? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. He wants to set you free. He wants to set you free. He wants to deliver you from whatever there is that's obsessing your life right now. And when this girl walked up to me in that same church and same revival, she said, would you please pray for me, preacher? And I said, yes, ma'am, I will. I said, what's wrong? She said, I can't find a job in this city. And she said, tomorrow I'm going to become a stripper at a club here in this particular city. She said, that's all that I can find, and I can make good money doing that. You said, well, that's crazy. Let me tell you, the devil makes you crazy. I said, the devil will make you crazy. You ought to shake your head. You know how miserable the devil can make you. I hope to God some of you folks are so tired of being miserable in your life. I pray that some of you sit here today and say, what am I doing with my life? What do I think I'm going to accomplish by doing it my own way? What do I think that I'm going to get out of just saying I don't need anybody? I don't need a preacher in my life. I don't need somebody telling me what to do. Let me tell you, you're going to give to one or two spirits. You're going to give to the spirit of God or you're going to give to the spirit of the enemy. And you can't serve two masters the Bible said you can't do that. You're going to love one and hate the other and cleave to one and shove the other off. I think today, Pastor, we're going to have to say, Jesus, I need to deliver from that spirit that's trying to take me away, that spirit that says I don't need anybody in my life. I can be my own God. I can serve myself. I pray somebody today will say, Jesus, will you take away from me all of my humanistic ways and my thoughts and let me bow before you and say, Jesus, I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you help. I got to get out of this. I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my family. I'm losing my job. I'm losing everything. Deliver me, Jesus. Deliver me. 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 I don't want to be what I am. I want to come out of bullshit. I want to come out of this. Just start playing just a bit. Some things that you're so you feel so guilty of and so condemned about. There's some things that you can't shake free from. I believe that there's people here today that you can't set yourself free, but Jesus Christ can set you free. And I said, you don't have to do that. 
I said, in Jesus' name, I thank you for delivering, for delivering. Folks, the devil can put you in such a state of mind. And when you feel like you have no other options to do some things, I feel like the enemy is trying so hard to bring a breakdown in our families. You've got to understand if there's something going in your home that's, that's conflicting and confronting you can understand that's not God. That's not God. Somebody said, that's not God. That's not God. That's not God. Well, I don't love her. I don't love him. We were in love then, but we're not. I've had people tell me, say, well, we're, 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 we love each other, but we're not in love. That is so stupid. I can't say the S word in church, but I just said it. That is so. We, we love each other, but we're not in love. Honey, you ought to get back in love, and don't let the devil rob your family. you got to understand, you got kids that need a daddy that said, we're going to pray tonight. you got a family mama that those kids need to hear you pray while you're washing your dishes. And hear you pray while you're cooking their food. They need to hear you say, Jesus, I love you. Thank you that I get to cook for my family. Thank you, God, I got a husband without working. I thank you, Jesus, I got kids that love you. Those kids ought to hear you praying at night. They ought to hear you in your bedroom. Jesus, I thank you for my family. Quit watching so much TV and so many videos and playing so many computer games and get on your knees and let your family hear you. Let the dad say, Jesus, I protect my family. The hell can't have my boy. He can't have my daughter. He got all of us. We need a deliverance in our homes. I said we need a deliverance in our homes where I can walk in there and I can feel the presence of the Lord. God, would you deliver our homes? Would you deliver our homes so it can give birth to power? It can give birth to faith. It can give birth to healing. It can give birth to deliverance. Why would you think that I would give up so easy? Does thou not know the price that I paid to bring you where you are? Why does I think I would give up so easy when I see the enemy conflicting your life and I know how close you are to abandoning your faith? Why would I give up so easy when I know what I have prepared for you and you do not even desire for me to give that to thee anymore? Why would I give up on you when I know that my spirit in thee is greater than all of the things that are coming against you at this time? But hear the words of my servant this day and understand that I seek to bring thee out. I seek to make thy life full and complete. I seek today to show you that I am the God that thou first found when you came to me broken and when you came to me desolate. I'm still the same God now as I was then when I took the pieces of your life that you could not even find and I brought them together from so many areas that you had lost them in and yet I desire today to put them back together and make you one more time what you felt like you could not be yea I say unto thee if you will let me I will set you free and I will give you an open door that as thou walk through I will show you my ways and my wonders shall be with you saith the Lord Jesus. Jesus. 
If you need a deliverance for something in your life today, would you, would you stand with me? If you need some kind of a deliverance from something, physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, oppression, depression, suppression, some sickness, some tormenting spirit, something that's trying to overwhelm your life, bring you under its subjectiveness, To preach deliverance to the captives. Deliverance, deliverance, deliverance. Oh God, deliverance. Some of you today, you can't live the way you are much longer. Please hear me this last service. You cannot continue to buoy yourself up and down, up and down. Fill yourself with faith and then fear, faith and then discouragement, trust and then total unbelief. You can't keep believing what you're believing and doing, Jesus. And I came to deliver you today. I came to deliver you. They hurt you. They beat you up. They left you for dead. They knocked you down the stairs. They took away the very things that were precious to you. It left you broken and beat up. It left you desolate and destroyed. The Lord spoke to you today and said, I will take those pieces uh, that you've lost many places and I will bring those pieces back together today. And I will, and I will. Brother Steve, would you and your wife, Brother Steve Bunch, would you and your wife, I want to pray for both of you if you'd let me today. God gave them such a tremendous miracle. He shared the depths of it with my wife this morning. But while I was preaching, it was though the Lord was saying, if you think that's the greatest miracle I've got for you, and you've kind of let that be the euphoric thing between me and you, he is saying that is not all that I'm going to provide in your life. But raise your level of expectation. Raise your level of faith and belief. And I have greater things that I will do for you. And I will not live in fear and apprehension. But I shall, God shall, make a covenant with you this day. If you will covenant with me, I will covenant with you. And I shall provide and I shall show you that I'm an unending God when it comes to goodness and mercy. I'm an unending God when it comes to blessings and favor. So thou must again believe and know that I will continue to bless those that are in covenant with me. I thank you, Jesus, for that which you provide and that which you're working in this couple's life in the name of Jesus. To the next level to the next level to the next place of faith to the next place of strength to the next place God I thank you that you will take this family in the name of Jesus I feel such a deliverance for some of you here today such a deliverance for some of you here today such a divine deliverance it's not always going to be the way you want it my wife and I had to finally get past living in fear. I would preach to others and I was watching my own wife be sick. 
I watched my wife at different times get as white as the white, the white trim on this building. I would say, how are you? She said, I'm fine. And I knew that there was oxygen level just about a, about a year ago now. She's walking through the house and grabs a chair. And I said, what's wrong? She said, I feel so weak. The doctor said, we don't know why that oxygen level goes out. We can't find it. It's just there. I'm going to tell you every once in a while, Pastor, I have to say, Jesus, I trust you. I trust you. I watch men's hands be opened up. I watch gorders leave. I watch blind eyes open. And for some reason, we can't get a total deliverance from my wife. But I tell you what I do. I'm still believing. And you have to do the same. You have to believe every day. God, I trust you. I believe you. You're my God. You're my healer. You're my restorer. You're going to keep what I commit. You're going to keep what I commit. I'm going to keep what I commit. Do you know what your scars do for you? Your scars just remind you of His grace once again. Your scars remind you of His grace. And there's some of you here today, you have to come out. This is a day of deliverance. It's a day. It's a day of help from the Lord. It's just a day of help from the Lord. Let me, let me pray for you. Thank you. Jesus. God. Her choice was not to have been brought to where she was brought to. If she could have changed it already, she would have changed it, but she can't. That's why she came to this service, because just maybe, just maybe I can go there and something can spur my heart. And maybe my faith will come out of the depths of fear I've lived in. Just maybe my heart again will be fixed. Just maybe the brokenness of my life can finally be put back together. And I can serve you, Jesus, without fear and without doubt. I thank you, Lord God, right now that you open up the channel of blessings unto her. And you let your spirit so overwhelm. Let your power so overtake. Let your strength be given. Let her voice praise you. Let her heart make Men's with you. May her spirit no longer be broken, but healed and bring together and save the power of your name upon her. In Jesus' name. 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 There you go. There you go, ma'am. In Jesus' name. I surrender to you, Lord. I surrender to you right now. Jesus, it's not me, but it's about you. I need you to take the brokenness. I need to take the disarray. God, I'm giving it to you now. I don't want to be in control anymore. I don't need to have my way. I just need your Lord to take me and move me. Let my life be pleasing. Let your spirit fill me. Let it come. Yeah, 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 yeah. As you yield, as you yield. As you yield, as you yield, as you yield to the Lord. Here's what we're going to do in a mass, in a mass way of deliverance. In a mass way of deliverance. You don't know what to do with what's going on. There's some of you, the Spirit speaks to me and says you're afraid because you don't know the outcome. You're afraid to step out. Congratulations to the wonderful family God's given you. Thank you for being so much to this church over the years. Some of you don't know, what if I step out, Brother Holland? What if I, what if I unrelentlessly give my life to the Lord and it doesn't change? Then you don't know God like he knows God. And you don't know God like she knows God. 
and the majority of the people in this building, you don't know God like they know God because there was times in their life when they felt the same way. What if I step out and God doesn't heal me? What if I step out and say, Lord, I surrender everything and it doesn't get any better? Let me, let me tell you something. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't get all the way you want it. But you've always got God. And I'll take God better than I'll take medicine. I'll take God better than I'll take something. Because if I've got God by my side, it doesn't matter what's against me. I've got God by my side. Thank you, Sister Holland. I'm at peace. I'm at peace. And she told me a year or two ago, she said, honey, I'm just at peace. I'm just at peace with God. Some of you've got to get at peace with God. You're not. You're not. I thank you for being here today, young lady. I thank you, son, for being here today. And I know that there's some things in your life that you need God to do and strength you need. This is where you belong. This is the place where you can get the peace. This is where you can get presence of the Lord that will baptize your life. This is where you can feel healing and help. I thank you, Jesus, because our hearts are tender right now. And they need you. You're tugging on their heart and saying, if you will give yourself, if you'll open your heart up to me, I will. I will take residence in your life. I will fill you with what you never could have. I will bless you beyond measure. God, you will bring them out. You will bring a deliverance. 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 Here's what we're going to do. Because we could pray for everybody. There's something you're struggling so hard. You're struggling. You are. And God doesn't want you struggling. I felt from you the first weekend. There's some things that if you'll let God, if you'll let God, he'll do so easily. But you got yourself in this little world and you don't want to break out of it. You got yourself in this little shell and you don't want to come out of it. You're very happy and content with who you are and what you are. It was you married the right person. She changed at the right time. But she's not to be the head of your family. She's not supposed to be the spiritual leader. You're supposed to be that spiritual leader. You're a good provider. I, I, I understand that. You try to take care of the things that God's asked you to do and you work hard. But God's asking you today to do something that's so difficult for you to do. And it is break out of that little shell that the enemy put you in and said, you're okay, life's going fine. But the Lord said, if you'll just, if you'll break out of that and you'll yield yourself to me, I will show you things and do things and you'll be so happy and your family will be so complete. But you got to just kick that out. You just got to kick the walls of the things that your life's been surrounded by. If you want a deliverance, Lift your hands to the Lord. You want a deliverance? I want you to be honest, sincere, totally right now. I want everybody that's got their hands raised. I want you right now to start repenting. I want you to start repenting, Jesus. I'm sorry that I let myself get the way I am. Lord, I'm sorry that I, I, I've afforded myself some luxuries that I shouldn't have done. I've let my mind, God, stray. I've let my body, my spirit, I've let it stray. 
Lord, I'm sorry that I let the enemy have such root in my life. Come on. Uh, we got to really do this if we're going to get a deliverance. we got to really repent, Jesus. I'm sorry for the things I've let my mind think and I let my eyes behold. I'm sorry, Lord, for the relationships that I let myself be involved in. I'm sorry, God, that I've laid out of church and I quit paying my tithe and offering. I'm sorry, God, that I felt like that I knew better than you did. Jesus, I'm humbling myself before you. Before I can resist the devil, i got to humble myself i got to humble myself, Jesus. I'm sick of myself. I'm sick of what I've become. I'm sick of what people's told me I didn't have to do. Jesus, I need a deliverance in my life. I need a breakthrough in my spirit. I need my home to be happy. I need my life to be full. I'm Jesus. I need you. I need you. You can't have a deliverance until you pray that way. You can't have a deliverance until you open yourself up to God. And until you leave yourself repentant. Repented, 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 repented. Come on, Jesus. Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I let myself go too far. I let myself go too far. I let myself go too far. Jesus, I'm gonna get I'm gonna resist the devil. I'm gonna resist the devil. I'm gonna resist the devil in a minute. He's gonna have to flee. He's gonna have to flee. He's gonna flee my job. He's gonna flee my finances. He's gonna flee my family. I'm about to have the devil leave. And God's gonna give me a deliverance. I believe you're ready. I believe you're ready for a deliverance. I believe you're ready for a deliverance. I believe you're ready for a deliverance. If you have repented, if you have repented, if you have repented, I want you to walk up here right now. If you have repented and you want a deliverance, I want you to walk up here right now. Everybody ought to be up here because everybody raised your hands while ago. Everybody lift your hands and I need delivered. I want you to walk here. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Get up here. There's a deliverance in this house. There's a deliverance in this house. I need the ministry to help me lay hands on people and to finish the work that God's begun. And to finish, I'm going to be delivered. Everybody in this building, everybody in this building, I want you to be delivered. I want you to be set free. I want you to be set free in the name of Jesus. I want to be delivered. I want a deliverance in my life. I want a deliverance in my life. I want a deliverance.
over this building, all over this building. I gotta have a deliverance. I gotta have a deliverance. Don't you stop praying till you get delivered. Don't you let go until you get delivered. You hold on. You have faith. Tell the devil, get out of my life. Tell the devil, leave me alone. Have faith that I'm gonna be healed right now. I'm gonna be delivered this moment. Deliverance, 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 deliverance.